What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday, and welcome to In Their 20s. This is the podcast with the best advice, as always, with your host, Landon Campbell. Today's episode is a fun one for episode number 92. We explore the co-living space and talk about why so many 20-somethings are considering it. When people think of co-living, three words come to mind. Community, flexibility, and affordability. You know, 43% of Gen Zs say they have lived with roommates they didn't originally know, and co-living can be up to 30% cheaper than apartment housing. Because we want to be able to give you guys the best advice on this space, we invited two experts onto the show. We spoke with the founders of Elision House, Michelle and Trustin. Elision House is a collective of the best Gen Z builders in Web3. They're based in San Francisco, and they are curating a living space that brings together individuals creating change in the world through Web3. We covered why they're so bullish on the co-living space, how they built a legend house during a time of uncertainty, and how you can find your own community. All right, without further ado, let's jump in with Michelle and Trusted to hear about their best advice for people in their 20s. All right, guys, super excited to have you guys on In Their 20s uh, for this episode on co-living. Obviously, we just want to be able to give best resources and tools to our audience. And you guys are really leading the way when it comes to co-living, especially for Gen Zs. So before we get to what you guys have created, I want to bring it back a little bit. Um, what were you doing before you started to expand your interest in the co-living space? Yeah, I could start us off. Um, so yeah, I'm trusting. I uh, recently graduated from USC last year, um, back in May. Um, and ever since then, I was, uh, my day job's at Coda, so I do growth for them, um, but always been working on different side projects, been dabbling in Web3 and, and such. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I guess we can go more into like the origins of Elysian um, quite soon. But um, yeah, for, for more context, I was living uh, with my parents after graduating for about half a year until the end of 2021. Um, and one thing that I really miss, especially from, from my college experience, especially being at, you know, being online uh, Zoom University for the past two years um, before I graduated was, uh, you know, the community aspect, the, the in-person aspect of, you know, meeting new people, uh, socializing with others in person. Um, so I've always been really uh, thoughtful and, and, and fascinated about different ways of, um, you know, getting community together. So that's kind of um, what I was up to before. Of course. Yeah, I was fortunate. I kind of got out of college at the beginning of the pandemic. I just can't imagine, you know, starting um, yeah. time and obviously having at that time, you know, to deal with the global pandemic and, you know, you really miss out on that community. So really do agree with everything you mentioned there. And Michelle, what about you? What were you uh, doing back in, say, circa 2020? <laughs> yeah, so I think I was in the same boat as you. My last semester of college was cut off by COVID. Um, and so it was just kind of all of a sudden, you know, this chapter of my life was just over and there wasn't, you know, that proper closure. Um, but I, you know, like a lot of people went back home, lived with my parents, um, literally just spent my entire year in this one bedroom uh, working, you know, doing personal things and then going back to sleep and like kind of repeating. Um, and Trust and I were talking about this. It like really just felt like a simulation of like, you're literally doing the same thing every day. Um, and I think before as well, what I kind of noticed about myself was I was following just like what everyone else was doing around me. So a lot of my friends, again, went on to go to do their post-grad jobs, um, either working corporate, you know, investment banking, consulting. Um, I went down that path as well. 
Um, you know, I did digital strategy consulting at IBM for a little bit, um, and then found my startup through a Facebook meme group, Zoom means for self-quarantines. Um, and so it was kind of just working on that, you know, remotely by myself um, until one day my CEO, um, his name is Kyle, and he's a huge, you know, community person. He loves, um, you know, organizing these types of things. And one day he was just like, we're doing a house in LA, like you should come through. Um, and so I had no idea what to expect. Um, you know, I was just at that point so eager to kind of get out of quarantine. We were all vaccinated at that point and just like a bit more comfortable being social. So I was like, why not? Four weeks, let's just try it out. It'll be fun to, to, you know, live with other people that are my age that, you know, are also, you know, in startups kind of following a more non-traditional path. Um, went to LA and ended up staying there for six months, um, you know, ever since and uh, continue just, you know, doing co-living and that's what has brought us to SF today. I want to now dive into the creation origins of Elysian House. I understand that you guys were originally planning on moving to SF. Lease fell through last minute. I want to hear you guys tell the story, but I understand that, you know, this wasn't just an idea that said, okay, you know, we want to build a business. This kind of like naturally happened based off of what happened in San Francisco. So let's hear about the SF story a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So I think um, just going off of- uh, the party. The party. Yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly. So, yeah, you <laughs> want to say it. Tristan and I met in LA for the first time. Um, my house was doing just like a kickback party. I met Tristan for the first time in person. Um, and somehow in our conversation, you mentioned, uh, or Tristan mentioned that he was going to be moving up to SF, um, kind of looking for either just like a normal apartment to live in, either an existing co-living house. Um, and I kind of just, you know, kept that in the back of my mind. Um, and then around like the end of the year, I made up my mind to come to San Francisco. Um, and it was just supernatural. Like I hit up trust and like, hey, like you're also going to SF as well. Um, you know, we were both looking at like apartments, other houses, um, which was honestly such like a. It was awful. It was, it was a, awful. Yeah. <laughs> trying, trying to find housing, especially in a city like SF is pretty hard, um, especially if you have like a certain budget. You know, obviously everyone's just fresh out of college or, you know, still in college or, or dropped out. So, um, you know, trying to find anything for around or below 2K uh, per person is quite difficult. If, you know, as long as you are not trying to live in Tenderloin um, and that stuff. So just like the ghetto, ghetto, like not safe area. Of course, I don't yeah. know if I ever told you guys, but I'm from the Bay Area. Um, originally. Oh, okay. No, oh, okay. Uh, very familiar. That makes it so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I might even be moving in with you guys when I come back home, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, hey, we have a spot in, in, in Bay, actually, so uh, we, can, we can take this off the air. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, like we were just scabbing through like, Facebook marketplace, uh, different Airbnbs. Um, yeah, literally exhausted all our different options and we really could not find a spot that- But then there's this one place that we saw um, that was like checked off all of our boxes. Like it was super nice. Um, I put in like the lease application um, and this is also New Year's Eve. So a lot of people were out, we were just trying to get it over with. Um, and then literally get an email saying, hey, sorry, someone just booked this right as you put it in. Um, and my heart just dropped because I was like, that is the one place that I wanted. You know, we had hyped it up a lot, uh, just, you know, between the two of us. Um, and so I was like, trust in like, what if we just did a co-living house, LOL. And like, that's how, you know, we decided to put it together. So within two days, we found an Airbnb. 
uh, we found, you know, the house that we're in currently, um, you know, put in the application for that. Um, we put together a brand, we tweeted out about, you know, the opening, just saying like, hey, you know, we're bringing together founders in Web3 and community to live in this house together in San Francisco, like who's interested. Um, and within a day, we had like over, you know, 300 people, um, you know, reacting to our, to our tweet, commenting, we had like 50 or 60 people just kind of DMing us. Um, and we were like, well, there's definitely something here. Um, and we've just kind of ran with it ever since. Mm -hmm. So it was almost immediate. I mean, you guys put out that tweet, um, you know, about building this house and surrounding the interests that you guys already had. Um, and obviously people really flocked to that. Looking at the total amount of people um, who have now been a part of your community, is there a specific number? How many people do you think have been a part of Elision? Um, yeah, it's hard to quantify, I guess, just because we do a lot of external events that mm -hmm. um, bring in kind of like the broader community um that's not just you know the people living in the house um but i would probably say somewhere in the couple hundreds uh, yeah, have so... gone to um at least one of our events that we've hosted um and in terms of how many people like actually applied to live in the house um i think we're around 100 uh, applicants at that as well that's amazing in such a short time obviously you guys literally just launched this uh, not so long ago um so just about co-living why do you think people our age 20 somethings are down for this i mean you know, obviously we saw the rise of airbnb and we see places like launch house 20 somethings are really looking for that community you know they're looking to be surrounded by people who have some more interests but yeah specifically with co-living um because you guys follow this trend closely why do you think our peers are so interested in this yeah, so I mean, first off, again, for all of us just kind of being cooped up inside and, um, you know, spending, you know, over a year in quarantine, um, I think for us, like we've all, you know, regardless of what age you are, just kind of relearn the importance of community of connection. Um, and also, again, just being social, um, you know, whether it be through co living or through just attending events or, or seeing friends again. Um, I think for us, that's something that we realize, like, you know, we can't go without. Um, I think second, you know, just speaking from personal experiences, why I ended up staying way longer um, in LA in co-living than expected was just the infectious energy that there was, right? When you're in a house with people that are around your age, um, also, you know, very passionate, energized, and really working towards, you know, their ideas or their goals, uh, which I think is very much, you know, the, the vibe in startups is like you're constantly waking up early, staying up late, working on your idea and just really pursuing um, this goal of yours, um, you know, that just rubbed off on me in the sense of like, I knew I didn't want to do corporate anymore. I knew I wanted to dedicate, you know, all of my time towards um, working on my startup. Um, and so, yeah, it was just so infectious. And, you know, you learn all these new things about other people that you might not have as just, you know, simply friends. Um, because you see when people are waking up, you can see when, you know, they're taking calls or how hard they work. Um, and you really just, again, learn about people um, and their different sides. So, um, Tristan, if you want to share anything about, you know, the past two months and, and your take on co-living. Yeah, totally. Um, so I guess for more context, I actually worked for uh, Tribe Co-living, which was a, a very early startup um, about five years ago during my freshman year in college. Um, and that's kind of like where I got introduced to the concept of co-living in the first place. Um, so I was actually in um, New York City. Uh, I, was, I was attending NYU my freshman year. And one really big thing that I've, I was thinking about back then, it was 
just a lack of community that the NYU environment provides just because there's no physical campus. Um, you kind of have to get pretty involved in clubs or kind of just like, you know, find your own thing. Um, and I joined Tribe, uh, basically spearheaded their community efforts. And one thing that I realized is that a lot of these people who graduate or are looking to find, find their own startups and stuff like that, um, they're most likely going to move to a city like SF, New York, uh, you know, LA and, and Austin, Miami are, are biting tech scenes as well now. But, um, you know, P once you move to like a new city, you basically, you know, don't know anyone. Um, you are lacking that community. But with co-living, um, to me, it just made a ton of sense because you're immediately immersed into this um, actual house of other builders and other people who, um, you know, share a similar interest. It might not be tech or, or building startups. It might be, you know, talking to a lot of other community builders um, who want to do like, uh, you know, like a rock climbing house or like a, a soccer house or something like that. So I think having that shared interest and, and being surrounded by everyone who is equally as passionate um, towards whatever goal that you're trying to um, achieve throughout the cohort um, just made a ton of sense for me and, and something that I've kind of kept in the back of my mind um, ever since then. And then, you know, obviously doing the actual religion house itself for the past two, three months, um, you know, I definitely experienced that firsthand. Um, just being with other really crazy and uh, passionate people all the time um, definitely is a very infectious energy that um, I just, I just love. Of course, you mentioned two very powerful use cases there. The first one being, this is a space where people have shared interests. And also, if you're looking to move to a new city where you don't know anybody, you don't want to get stuck in the tender one before knowing. <laughs> I mean, you know, this could be a wonderful option. Um, mm -hmm. So to that individual, considering co-living, they don't know much about it. I kind of want to give the day-to-day, -day, you know, like uh, perspective. You know, you wake up, what can be expected uh, living in a co-living um, space? Totally. Yeah, I think it's different for kind of like everyone in the house. Um, there's a good amount of folks who, uh, you know, we're currently at the co-living, I guess, like area right now, or co-working area right now, um, which is a dining table. And I think that's honestly been, you know, really pivotal for uh, just building community and just building bonds uh, within the house. So, um, you know, people are usually co-working at, at the table for, you know, throughout the day. They might go to like a WeWork for a bit. Um but, you know, usually on average, there's like three or four people working here, um, collaborating, jamming on different ideas all the time, um, which is awesome to go out to. Um, yeah. yeah. Michelle, you want to add yeah. uh, other stuff? <laughs> um, the, the analogy that I tell every single person that, you know, is considering co-living is co-living is very much like a gym, right? You have all of your weights, machines, um, and you really get out what you put in. So you can go to the gym, you can just sit there and not touch anything, and you're not going to see results versus you could go into that gym, use all the equipments, you know, put yourself out there, and then you'll actually, you know, start to see majority of the benefits. Um, so same thing with co-living, right? If, you know, you are just kind of staying in your room or you're not putting yourself out there with the other people in the house or with the external community, right? It's just going to be the same as, you know, renting a room in a different city. Um, whereas, you know, for us, like we really encourage people to work in the common areas or, um, you know, those spontaneous serendipitous connections that, you know, are made over like cooking dinner together or going on a long drive together, right? You start to, um, you know, have these conversations that lead to, you know, new ideas, new projects. Um, you know, there were a few members that were just like up super late at night and were like, hey, let's hack on this project together. Um, they built this like scraper because every 
Web3 company is tweeting like, oh, drop your, you know, ENS or drop your ETH address. And they were like, hey, let's just hack away at this. Um, and like within, you know, the night, they literally shipped a new, a new website, a new product. Um, and so, you know, obviously that's an extreme version of just like the two people coming together and, and creating something through co-living. Um, but again, you know, all these like personal experiences, um, you know, growth, you know, at a personal level have also just come from people being in the right place and, and putting themselves out there and co-living. So, um, you know, again, like co-living is a spectrum. Every single house has a different culture, has a different, you know, thesis and mission. Um, and so really just aligning yourself around a house that you genuinely see yourself in and, um, you know, think that you would enjoy spending time with the people is also very important. Um, but yeah, again, at the end of the day, it's, it's your experience and your, platform to really elevate both professional and personal growth. It's all about input and output. And that's why I found that gym membership comparison to be so powerful uh, because it really is what you put into it. Um, you know, some people are going to be one of, they were going to want to be super involved. Uh, they're going to want to take up and use all the resources that you guys have um, for participants in the co-living space. But I mean, some people are just not going to, you know, want to go all out and, and I think it's their option though. They totally have that opportunity to choose whichever um, path that they want. Um, I loved hearing about the new product that just launched because uh, it's a perfect transition for my next question. You guys obviously chose to focus on Web3, um, you know, as like a large theme for Elysian House. I'd love to hear about some of the other projects that people have launched uh, so far since you guys launched Elysian House. Yeah, totally. Um, are you talking about like in terms of like people who made stuff during the house or yes. like uh, other stuff outside of that? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think the, you know, one example with like the scrapers, um, you know, comes to mind. Um, actually, right now, uh, two of our uh, core members, Taryn and Vishnu, they're actually spinning up a longevity syndicate. Um, so they're going to start investing together um, through different, you know, kind of like health tech, different uh, longevity startups as well. Um, so that's just like one example of, of something that was, you know, discuss here right here at the dining table uh, in Illusion House. And even if it's not like a new project, I think all of us have found different ways to support one another um, and kind of use our individual skills to, you know, elevate everyone else. So um, I'm also working on a community building platform for college students. And so a few of our house members um, either, you know, are taking a gap from, you know, college or um, are still in school. Um, and so for me, I was able to just be like, hey, who do you know that, you know, could use our platform, let's get connected, um, you know, ended up onboarding one of these sororities that my housemate is really close with um, onto our platform. And they've been, you know, one of our most active communities on our platform. So, um, you know, there's so many different ways where, you know, we find um, avenues to support each other and kind of, again, when we're all in the same room, there's just so many opportunities for us to um, you know, learn more about each other, learn more about what we're doing and, you know, use our skills to help each other. Of course. And I love the point that you made. Not everybody has to be building, um, but most importantly, you just have to be willing to take up new opportunities um, and you want to be surrounded by like-minded individuals with like-minded interests. So I think that's super powerful what you guys are building at Elysian. Final question. I'm going to challenge you guys. I hope these answers can be very different because you <laughs> obviously just launched recently. You guys have already had such a strong impact. Um, a lot of this has been through organic growth. I mean, literally putting out a tweet saying, if we built something like this, would people be interested in participating? Let's say five, 10 years um, down the line, how big do you see this getting? Um, I'd love to kind of hear the forward thinking visions here. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good question and something that, 
you know, Trust and I have been talking about um, because again, as, as things scale and, and, you know, we've been so thankful for a lot of the, the demand that's been, you know, coming our way. We get tons of DMs and comments about how do I get involved or when is your guys' like next event, et cetera. Um, or even just like sponsors, you know, wanting to kind of get involved and, and get, you know, in front of our community. Um, I think for us, you know, at the core, we really started this to have fun, to, you know, live in community, to bring great people together. And again, you know, I think for us, like our whole goal is not to, you know, monetize or, um, you know, turn this into a revenue, you know, machine. Um, and I think for us, like um, my biggest goal with the Lision is really creating a platform for others to be elevated. So, you know, for anyone else that is also interested in starting their own house or participating in co-living or, you know, people that are even trying to think about, you know, community building, how can we elevate them even if we're not in real life with them, right? Obviously our, you know, quote unquote MVP started out with us being in person together, living in this house. Um, how do we enable other people to start, you know, their own houses? Um, you know, a few of the current house members are thinking about starting their own house in other locations like New York, Miami, LA, et cetera. Um, so how do we enable them to also pursue these types of experiences? Because co-living, you know, without a doubt has changed my life and, you know, I'm sure has changed Tristan's life as well. Uh, but there aren't that many resources out there to help people pursue these opportunities. So, um, you know, I think the goal for us is to really be a platform that enables many more people, many more, you know, bright young individuals um, to pursue these types of opportunities. And um, again, just share what we had and, and you know, all the great experiences with other people. Yeah, and to add, to add on to that, um, you know, really excited because we're actually working on kind of like this interactive guide that will actually help anyone who wants to start their own, you know, co-living house slash community um, you know, basically taking it from zero to one, like how, wow. like what are the nitty gritty things that you need to know um, to run a house? Because there's, you know, a ton of stuff that you have to um, kind of think through. Um, a lot of the, you know, small logistical stuff that, you know, you might kind of brush off in the beginning, like, oh, you know, well, you can probably figure out as you go. Um, a lot of the stuff that we've learned uh, throughout the past three months, just running a legend house um, and kind of synthesizing all those learnings and insights into this one guide to um, to share for free to, to have anyone kind of access it and um, you know build up their own communities if they want to um, and hopefully you know at the end of the day like you know you mentioned five ten years we'll have kind of this interconnected network of people you know spinning up their own houses throughout um, the U.S. and you know we're even thinking about you know what does this look like in Europe what does this look like in Asia um, so so yeah I, I think a lot of exciting stuff uh, in the works. Super exciting, guys. I love the visions and just want to say that I really enjoyed this conversation. I mean, about Elysian House, most importantly, about this market of co-living, uh, something that a lot of Gen Zs are really interested in pursuing, uh, but they just don't know how. They don't know how to create one for themselves. They don't know how to join one. So thank you so much for taking some time to share some context about your journey. Of course. Thanks yeah, so much, Thank Lynn. you for having us. <laughs>